Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike Kay for the post-game edition of the No Huddle Show. The Eagles just lost the New England Patriots 17-10, to right? That was the... That was the score. That was the score. It's a lame final score. Uh, It was a defensive struggle, uh, or I guess defenses didn't struggle. The offense struggled, but uh, you know, there's this is like this is like a strange game to analyze just because there's like a lot. There's a lot of positive you can take away with it from the Eagles' perspective. A lot of negative, but it's like all the it's kind of all the same story for the Eagles. Um, This offense, just all the problems they've had all season. And last season, but especially this season, like the passing game just isn't there. Not having Jordan Howard was clearly an issue. And they lost this game because the offense scored 10 points. early. They scored their 10th point early in the second quarter. Didn't score the rest of the game. And now they sit here at 5-5. Five and five. The Cowboys won. They're 6-4. and four. The division is still within reach. But I, I personally don't see a scenario where this offense figures it out because they've given us no reason to believe that they can. But what, 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 when you walk away from this game, like what, what was your first thought? I think the defense is kind of in a positive way. I look, you and I came into this game thinking they didn't have much of a shot. They had a shot with a minute left in this game. If the offense had any level level of production, they would have won. Correct. Um, Jim Schwartz called a top three game in his history as an Eagles defensive coordinator in this game. He was fantastic. They were prepared. Uh, the only time that they let up is they were confused on a trick play. Julian Edelman tossed a touchdown pass. Julian Edelman was more productive in the red zone than Tom Brady was. Okay? Um, I think that's something that needs to be kind of considered. I think the, the, the defense had maybe three breakdowns. In pass coverage, I thought Ronald Darby outside of, you know, the Edelman throw to the end zone. Yeah, he, kind of, he looked like he kind of gave up on the play. I don't know if he thought it was a run or something. I, I think he did. I think he was a little confused. I thought he played well. Jalen Mills played well. Nathan Gary had a brutal missed tackle. But outside of that, he played with his hair on fire. Um, had a sack on Tom Brady. Uh, Camus Grugier-Hill finally looks healthy again. The defensive line got consistent pressure. They weren't able to close for the most part, but they looked good. I thought Derek Barnett played a really good game. So did uh, Brandon Graham. This is one of those things where it's like, typically you have one side of the ball letting the other down in a close game like this. And the offense clearly let the defense down. I mean, 
like you said, this is like a tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme sort of thing with their offense. Like, they just... They shrink up in the middle of games. Even if they get off to a fast start, which we've noticed as of late. As of late, they've gotten off to great starts and then kind of slowly fallen into this rut. And you can't do that against really good teams. The Patriots offense didn't play that well, but they didn't play well because the defense was playing... The Eagles defense was doing... was well prepared for them and played well and delivered. But the Eagles offense seemingly stabbed themselves in the foot consistently... shot themselves in the foot Stabbing yourself in the foot? You're like... You have to intentionally do that. So that'd be more yeah, impressive. Well, Unless you're dropping the knife, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're dropping the knife. You know. I'm sure there's... Like, you're in story. the kitchen and you're like... You just drop the knife on your foot. There's a, there's a scene in Liar Liar... It's important that we break this down. You know? Well, yeah. There's a scene in Liar Liar where Jim Carrey's assistant says... Her friend had her house broken into, and the guy fell through a roof onto a knife and sued her. And that's basically like, and like talking about how terrible lawyers are. Anyway, that's a movie we don't ha- we don't I share that, that op- we don't share that opinion. Um, and the truth shall set you free. To quote that movie, this offense is not good. And. Look, you can say what you want about Jordan Howard not being here. You can say what you want about Alshon Jeffrey uh, not being here. <laughs> yeah, Carson Wentz. Here. We get some. We get inconsistent flack that we're not tough on Carson, or we are too tough on Carson. This was a bad game for him, and you know what? To his credit, he was probably the most accountable I think he's ever been in a post game press conference. He said he needed to get better. He was sacked several times. Said that he needed to get rid of the ball faster he had a sack fumble in this game his first turnover at the length this season uh basically handed the patriots three points this is just not like this is not an offense that can function against really good teams and while i'm very encouraged by the defense heading into this matchup against seattle i just don't know if this eagles offense can trade points with the seattle defense the seattle offense yeah um you know, I, I think it's important to consider circumstance with Carson, but I looked up this stat, and I think it doesn't really say a lot of great things about it. The Eagles want him to be an elite quarterback. I think you and I both at this point don't think he has shown that he is that to the at this stage of his career. It looked like he was heading that way in 2017. I think he has elite talent. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if fair. he can put but, it all together. But so the Eagles have only scored 25 or more points, including the playoffs dating back to last season. They've only scored 25 or more points nine times. Five of those games were against the Redskins, Giants, or Jets. And two of those games, other than those, were with Nick Foles at quarterback. So Carson Wentz has only led two legitimate 25-point games. And you, you deserve credit for the, when you do it against a bad team, but not that much credit. So, like, under again, I, I understand circumstances. Like, the receivers this year have just been awful. And I think there's too often, like, there's the idea that he needs to make everybody better around him. Like, that's too much on his shoulders. Like, if the receivers are bad, they're bad. That's on the coaching staff and those players more than Carson. But at the same time, this offense just hasn't ever found its groove since he hurt his knee two years ago. And I think at this, like, so after the game, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz were asked, like, why do you think, you know, after all the evidence, we're 11 games or 10 games into the season, why do you think this offense can get better? And it's just, you know, we believe in the guys, what I see in practice. It's like all the same stuff. And like, they've shown no, they've given us no reason to believe they can get better. It, it, like the, the thing, like that's the crazy thing is if just one guy emerged outside of Zach Ertz as like a legitimate threat, like Dalvat Scott has been good, but I don't think teams fear Dallas Scott right now. 
If they had one, like that's even if they if they had Jordan Howard tonight, I think they win this game. I agree. I legitimately think like so. It's just one. If they have one receiver who could do anything before that last drive, where they got a couple of big plays, I think there was a twenty-nine yard pass to Arcega Whiteside, a nineteen-yard one to Nelson Aguilar. Both were good throws, good catches. It kind of mixed in with two bad throws where he miscommunicated with uh, Zach Ertz and missed him. But if you remove all of that, uh, the numbers were let's not see. pretty. They had the receivers had three catches for twenty-two yards the entire game before that last drive. Uh, Jordan Matthews played just about every snap, it seemed like, uh, wh- when there was three receivers out there. Uh, Matt Collins and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside rotated. Matt Collins didn't have a catch again. You guys will be shocked to find out. Although there was a play where he was open and Carson missed him, which people were joking. Maybe he's like he was freaking out so much that Matt Collins was open that he threw it over his head. But, um, like, Alshon Jeffrey, in theory, Alshon Jeffrey's presence should help, but he's been really bad this season, and he doesn't scare defenses anymore. So I, I don't know where the fix is. They didn't get Josh Gordon. It seems like, in retrospect, they should have. Maybe they didn't want to take the risk of his off-field stuff, and I get that. Uh, but just the off-season of moves and the way they committed to Alshon Jeffrey and the way they committed to Nelson Aguilar instead of, you know, I know Golden Tate didn't work out last year, but he's working out in, in New York. Like, I just have no reason to believe this offense is going to get better, and that's why I kind of still feel like I don't see this team winning the NFC East. So I'll say this. I'll counterbalance this. The Cowboys won that game, but they've played really sloppy football since the bye. Yeah, but a win's a win. A win is a win. A win is a win is a win. And their well, offense is pretty good. Their defense is terrible. It is. It's, it's like the flip. It's like the flip side of the Eagles. Right. That's why I think. Whereas, the, well, they're a team that can come back from being down, whereas the Eagles are not. Correct. Like that's the difference between the two. But teams. I think if this defense is playing at a high level, it's got a shot. I, I mean, keep in mind the Cowboys that obliterated the Eagles also. Correct. Yeah. At home. Yeah. Uh, circumstances weren't terrific either. I'm not making excuses for them. I'm not trying to be the bright. Play devil's advocate. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm saying like I think that. But that's so that that not to cut you off, but like that's the, that's kind of like. The positive everybody seems to keep going to is that well the Cowboys aren't that good well the Eagles aren't good like that, that's like a, a it's a big what about I'm not saying you're doing that and that's a big like what aboutism from uh, the Eagles fan base I feel like in the media because I know the schedules the schedule looks harder for the Cowboys than it does for the Eagles but there's been no evidence that the Eagles are a better team than the Cowboys yeah I mean yeah I agree with that there's no evidence of that <laughs> yeah I agree with that uh, what I will say is this. I do think there were positives to take away from this game. I thought Boston Scott played relatively well for a guy who had never gotten snaps. Miles Sanders, before they forgot he existed, played pretty well. I thought he ran the ball really well. in the beginning, and in the first towards half. the end, he, he wasn't running the ball as well anymore. Right, but, you know, your back's against the wall. There's stuff going on. Like, I mean, I, he was also getting inc- inconsistent carries. I think they feel good about J.H.I. I spoke to somebody in the locker room who didn't want to speak on the record, but the plan was to... Basically have him involved if there was Ajay? an injury. Yeah. He was not supposed to play in this game. He was not part of the game plan. I mean, he was that, there for I, I would hope so. I mean, Right. The, he was part of the emergency. So, I mean, they well, were we criticized that, too. I know. Well, they were, that's, that's the thing. They were playing with fire there. Miles went out for a little bit, and they're lucky it wasn't more serious because as much as you say Boston Scott played well, if he's your number one running back here. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll say the biggest thing is Lane Johnson. Yes. Lane Johnson went out in the, in the beginning and of the second quarter. they didn't score again. Right. Lane Johnson, if, if he's not the top right tackle in the NFL, he is top three. And Carson just seemed to be a little more skittish in there. I'm not saying, like, that's the reason. He was holding why. on to the ball a little too long, too, yeah. Yeah, and he admitted that. 
Um, they were just getting Jason Peters back, and then Jason Peters went down in this game, and Big V had to come off the bench cold, and so did Andre Dillard. I mean, it, it, look, towards the end, this was a perfect storm of terribleness. Um, that said, we've seen this too much from the offense to know, like, this isn't an exception to the rule. This is the offense. They have an issue with an injury every game. They're not very consistent. Um, look, they could surprise us against Seattle. I'll tell you this. The defense surprised me today. I thought Tom Brady was going to run up and down yeah. this field. I think we overestimated the Patriots' weapons on offense, too. They're you certainly good. did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but I, I think... Well, that's the thing. If the Patriots had any level of weapons, it might have been a little bit different. Well, and I think, too, you take the fumble away... Carson uh, was, Carson's fumble? Yeah, Carson was relatively smart with the ball. This is a very opportunistic Patriots... Yeah, he, I will say Car- yeah Carson deserves credit for how he's done that this season. He's not really... So he fumbled the ball away, which was ba- it was a bad fumble. He let the ball go, and yet, but otherwise, you know, his throws—he hasn't been making ris- as many risky throws. Right, and I think, look, there were some miscommunications. Yes. There were some new guys, and I'm not making excuses for him, but I also think you have to you if you're going to criticize the bad, you also have to kind of take the context of how uneven his performance was. He wasn't horrible. He no. was not good for sure. Um, I'd say it was a mediocre performance. And then again, like you said, you can't, like when you have injuries and, and you have the, the receivers that he does, you can't completely condemn him for... And they, they also keep trying to tell us that they believe in all these... Well, obviously they're not going to say anything different, but they keep saying, like, I see it in practice. Well, that, that doesn't mean anything if they don't do it on Sunday. Yeah, practice doesn't really mean anything. Okay, let's get into the defense, because I think that's the true story of this game, if you want to take anything positive away from it. Jannard Avery was a really smart trade. And I will tell you why. They get rid of Andrews and Dejo after trading for him. Who had an interception today, by the way. <laughs> Just kind of the way this Eagles season yeah. goes. Um, he's probably going to end up having a Lombardi trophy if Kirk Cousins keeps playing the way yeah, he no, is. I mean, ever since Zach Brown mouthed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Cousins, man. Zach Brown probably watched this game from home. Um, Actually, we'll, well, we have to talk about like a topic regarding Zach Brown at the end of the podcast. We, the we yeah. shall. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's more about his band than him. But anyway, so the, the def- here's, here's, here's the thing. So Jannard Avery gives them this option with that 11th defensive player that used to be Andrews and Dejo almost every other snap. Um, they can either go into dime looks, which, is, which has been Rasul Douglas and Ronald Darby on the outside, Jalen Mills and uh, Avante Maddox inside on Dime. Dime is, is you know, they've got six defensive backs on the field. So two safeties and then those four corners. Um, they can also go into a unique base formation where you have the two coverage linebackers and Camus Grugier-Hill and Nathan Gary. And then you have Jannard Avery who can stand up and be a designated blitzer. He also rushed as a stand-up defensive end in this in this game too, they moved him around. He, kind he had of a tip bit. pass and a couple pressures too. Yeah, he he moved. They moved him around very very well. I think he's kind of like the new wild card that uh, Andy Reid used to call him fastballs that you could throw at at the opposing quarterback. I thought he did a really good he's job. A, he's a fun player that I think fans are going to like really learn to love here. Really does not like talking to the media. He was like the first guy out of the locker room. Tonight. I don't know if he doesn't like it. He just kind of just didn't. I don't know if he. Well, no, I, but he's I feel the, like he might think nobody wants to talk to him. Well, he hasn't been around very much. Yeah. Anyway, no, I'm not, no, I'm you're, not, you're right. Yeah. I'm not calling him out. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sounds his, like you are. <laughs> his first interview was terrific. Um, <laughs> and then I think when you look at, you know, Malcolm Jenkins had another breakdown in zone. He's had a lot of those this year. 
I'm confused as to why this is happening. I mean, they haven't played several roles, so I'm wondering if he confuses one set up. There was never an issue before, though. Yeah, I know. It's just a very weird thing. It doesn't look like he's losing a step. It looks like he just doesn't know where to be. Yeah. Because um, there was the... I forget what the play was exactly, but he was he was like looking around. Oh, no, it was like Ronald Darby. It was like him and Ronald Darby were like yelling at each other. It looked like I think yeah, that's the play you're thinking of. Yeah, the big uh, the big game down the uh, I think it was to Ben Watson. Yeah, Ben Watson. That's what. Yeah, yeah. which Ben Watson shouldn't be getting a big game against anybody. Ben Watson's like old they were like to be targeting. They were like targeting down the field. It was weird. Yeah. Well, Jalen Mills finally found a guy he can run with all yeah. the way down the field. Um, yeah, I saw that joke being made a few times on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Look, I, I think there was a lot of positives. I think Fletcher Cox still looks it looks like Fletcher Cox. He's in, trending in the right direction. I think Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett played pretty well. Um, I didn't really notice Timmy Jernigan all that much, but he was rotating. Anthony Rush is getting a lot of playing time, um, which is interesting because, you know, they have him under contract for a bit um, because he was a rookie and they signed him off a practice squad. Um and then, you know, I thought the corners have played really well since yeah. Darby and, and, Especially and Mills, Mills have been yeah. back. Yeah, Mills had a couple of really big plays in this. He had a run stop that was fantastic, and then a couple of plays later he had that big pass breakup. Yeah, well, and he, well, he had the one uh, pass breakup that kind of just hit him if he had, like, seen right. the ball coming. Oh, yeah. it. That's that, was tipped, that was tipped by Avery, actually, yeah. That's not the one I'm talking about, the one yeah, he know, had yeah. downfield. But I'm just I, saying, that, that one where, and, if, and he celebrated as if he was the reason why it was a pass breakup and the ball just kind of hit him in the arm, but... I, that's classic Mills. I mean, look, again, this is a game that we thought they had no shot in, or at least a, a really large outside chance of not winning. And it, or, I guess. Yeah, that was a weird way. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Like, they had a very outside shot of winning this game. And look, it was a seven point game. Yeah, they were close until the end. Against they had a chance team, to tie it. Against a team that will almost definitely be in the AFC Championship game, probably. So, you know. If you can be competitive in playoff-like atmospheres, I guess you could say, that's important. Seattle's going to be important. If they lose to Seattle, it will mean something. But if New England takes care of business against Dallas, it's still an even playing field. So even if they are one game back after next week, because uh, the similar schedule things, remember, they still have to go to Chicago. They still have to play the Bills in Dallas. Those won't be easy outs. I mean, they can win those games, but... You know. I mean, if the Cowboys beat the Patriots, though, then it would be interesting. Yeah, then it's... I mean, the, the thing is, the NFC is so weird right now that the Eagles could still be in the race for the NFC wild card. So the Vikings came back and won today. They were losing by a decent amount to the Broncos. But the Falcons beat the Panthers. I think the Panthers are right in there. I don't know if they were in the wild card. Not anymore, but, I don't think. Um, I mean, it's going to be harder. To, the point... The Eagles can't afford to lose many more games is the general gist. Yeah, I mean, if they win out... Like if they, if, so if they lose to the Seahawks, like you said, then they have to pretty much win out after that. Yeah, and then they... Ha- like, yeah. So that's why next week is a... Uh, it would be ideal to get a win next Yeah, week. you want to give yourself some space with a win in one of these two games. They nearly pulled this one off, even though that uh, the offense didn't show up for an entire half. Um, and I mean, look... <laughs> When you have such low expectations, I don't know how you could show up to this game realistically without Jordan Howard, without Alshon Jeffrey, and think you're going to win this game. So as a fan, I think you should, I'm not going to tell fans how they should feel, but I would imagine most fans are taking the defense's performance as, a, that's, as a positive. I don't know if many people are focusing on positives. Right well, now. the thing that people aren't taking as a positive is Nelson Aguilar. Who yes, I was, I was about who, to bring him up. So it seems like this happens once every other week where Aguilar has a play where he doesn't track it very well. In the moment, it doesn't look as bad. And then you see the slowed down replay, and it looks very bad. Mm-hmm. So he had a play on that last drive. Carson Wentz, he 
kind of placed it pretty well. It wasn't perfect. The wind, there was wind. That um, was as good of a yeah, play. As good as you can. I mean, he had pressure all of his face. And the way like Aguilar was like contorting, you have to look at just search Nelson Aguilar on Twitter. It'll come up. The way he was like contorting his body, he like made it so. I, what, like, so tell him what he said to you or when you were. I'm pulling it up. So keep talking. But yeah, so he. He basically like had a chance to catch it, and I think his like leg hit the ground, and it like messed him up. But it's because he was like he did not, he just does not know how to position his body on those long balls. He he gets down there clearly has the speed, but the dude just cannot do it, and it's just like he can't get a win. Like he can't get an individual win to save his life. I don't remember the last win he's had. Um, you know what's interesting is he was the reason why they were in scoring position. Remember he ran the yeah, dagger yeah. route. He had that nineteen yard catch across yeah. the middle of the field. Um, and he said that he felt like they were in great position. So here are a couple of quotes from him. He was asked if he, tr- if he thought he tracked the ball well. He said, yes. If anything, I kind of hit the ground, and that's when I kind of lost it. He did not track if, the ball well. If, if you watched the play, he contorted his body when he didn't need to. As the ball's hitting his hands, his knees hit the ground, and it almost it's almost like he went into shock in his head. You know what I mean? Like, and, and he acted like he just tore his ACL when it happened, by the way. Well, he, he, hit his, he, was, he did hit his knees pretty hard. I'm not, I'm not giving him excuses, but if you watch the replay, it looks like he hits his knees pretty hard. And actually, live, it looked like he, he, he bent backwards. That's why I was like, oh, man, he might have torn his ACL. Um, so here's something interesting. It was windy today. It's still windy. We can see it on the field. It was about 13 miles per hour out there uh, from the north-northeast. The ball did travel weird, but at the end of the day, it's the NFL, and you've got to find a way to track it down, Aguilar said. I thought I followed it, and on the way down, I kind of hit the, gra- the ground pretty hard and moved it. Uh, that's what it looks like on, on like the replay. That said, he didn't need to contort his body yeah, to make that's that catch. Thing, yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, you know, he had also said, you know, he took accountability – he took accountability as much for accountability it. as Nelson yeah. takes. <laughs> That's the reality of this league. It's good on good every week. You've got to make sure you focus in and handle yours. The defense played amazing. They played very well. I, I wish we could have finished. Responsibility. Yeah. Uh, this quote stood out to me pretty hard. This is hard because I wanted us to win that one, as opposed to what. Another game so, that you wanted to lose. They didn't want them to win. Yeah, like I was very confused by that one. Anyway, you can read that online at nj.com. Well, like, I, I, I get that. Killing my plug, bro. <laughs> I get that he uh, he's not going to come out and say, I, I'm just not doing a good enough job tracking the ball. But like, you also can't say, I think I did a great job tracking the ball when there's been multiple, like the, the Cowboys one in particular is the one he defended himself so profusely. Because that was the one where everybody kind of blew up on the fact that this dude just like, well, yeah, because he had the issues against the Falcons yeah. and the Lions as well. And like, also, like, so he has the speed, and we've seen that he can make plays in the past. I don't know what's different this year for him. See, I don't know if he's lost confidence. Like, he's getting jammed at the line, and then he doesn't get open. Like, it's just like all these like simple things that if you were a good enough receiver to like lead this team, then he would have been making plays. Like, I don't. He just seems like to have lost a step, or I don't lost confidence, or like. He, we've talked about we need to change the scenery, but it just it's just not getting better. It's just not. No, I mean he he's regressing. It's, yeah, it's a clear regression. Um, and it started last year a little bit towards the end where he kind of became a non-factor. Uh, I think trading for Golden Tate really messed his confidence up. I mean, I'm not going to like jump in the guy's head, but that's when this regression somewhat yeah. started to happen. He started playing a little less, getting yeah. targeted a little less. He was consistently part of the offense. Um, 
But to be honest with you, everybody's performance is yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. It's not like true. Zach Ertz's performance is down. Zach Ertz is He's still been really playing good the last, at a like, three very high level. Dallas Goddard's playing at a very high level. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is averaging 10.4 yards per catch. He's averaging 20, Career worst. 20 less yards per game than he did last year. That's a, an incredible drop-off for a number one wide receiver. He's on pace to lead the team with like a little over 600 yards. Wide receiver wise, yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say exactly that wide receiver, which would, right. which would actually now. So before he was on pace for like six, like fifty or something like that. Then he missed this game. So before that, he was on pace to have the least since Todd Pinkston in two thousand three. And now this will be less that he's on pace to have less than Todd Pinkston. I mean, guys aren't helping Carson once out. Like, no, I, for look, sure. we've got to be critical on Carson, but like the reality of the situation is that this is he's not stink. I mean, he he's got Zachers and Alex Goddard that he can depend on. And tight ends can only do so much unless they're freaks of nature, which those two aren't. Right. Well. Well, I mean, they're relative to other tight ends, but they're not like deep right. threats. Yeah, it's not like they have Vernon Davis in his yes. prime. Um, this is beginning to turn into a situation where I don't know what the front office wants to do, or if they have enough faith in this team that they can go on a large run. Because at this point, I know you say to yourself, you know, Robbie Anderson's probably not worth a third-round pick because he's on a contract here. If you think your team's good enough to win a Super Bowl, like, you've got to make a move. You've got to help your quarterback out. And, and you've invested in your quarterback to the point where the next few years are going to be harder to invest around him. So, like... Well, I mean, so they just extended Brandon Brooks. They're trying to... There's a report that they're trying to extend Zach Ertz, Malcolm Jenkins, and Lane Johnson. Like, that's not going to reduce money. Well, it will reduce like, next year's yeah. money. Um, but, like, long-term, though. like Yeah, it's kind of silly. Uh, not that they want to do that, but it's just... It's one of those things where I just... They're doing it prematurely, yeah. Look, Brandon Brooks... They have a Brandon Brooks, absolutely. Brandon right. Brooks is the best player on this team. It's not yeah. even... I don't, I don't even he, know if it's... And he's earned, the, he's earned the money. I'm not even sure if it's close to yeah. anybody. There's no one who's playing on the same level no, as Brandon no, no. Brooks. That's Brandon Brooks is the only... Is the team's yep. only true pro bowler at this point. Only true all pro. Ah, Zach Ertz maybe gets in and maybe Cox gets in. And if Brandon Graham can get to 10 sacks, maybe they gift him one as like an alternate. But I got to tell you, man, look, you, you, I don't think Carson Wentz is playing like a, like a pro bowl quarterback. No. I don't think any of the – I mean, I think – I think Jordan Howard, had he started the season, maybe... Yeah, those first three games, if he had been a starter. Right. I also think they beat Atlanta. They definitely beat Atlanta if he's playing a really large role. Um, I'm interested to see how long the stinger... I've I've asked around... Yeah, I've asked... I mean, he wasn't even clear for contact as of Friday. I've asked around. It seems like no one knows. Yeah. Um, Well, I think that's kind of going to be a see how the pain is. Right and go kind of thing. I mean, stingers hurt. Like they're called stingers well, for a that's reason. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it would be a pain tolerance thing. Is my guess. I mean, they need him for those final. F- oh yeah, five games. Absolutely. Uh, because they and, can't... unless Jay Ajayi is his old self. Right. But there's what, what, what evidence do we have of that? <laughs> and see, that's my issue too. Is I think it's kind of lazy to just bring in these guys. I think Jordan Matthews, based on the free agent market, you had to bring yeah, him receivers in. Receivers are bad. And given his relationship with Carson Wentz, it makes sense. J.H.I. has never worked with any of these running backs before. You think about like think about it. Uh, Sproles and, and uh, Clement are on IR. Howard and Sanders are new. Yeah. Howard and Sanders are new. Boston Scott got here after he was injured last year. I mean, the dude hasn't practiced. He hasn't put on pads until today for over a year. <laughs> like, 
I mean, I just like I these bad knees. A lot of fans were giving me flack over that that I was critical of that, but it's true. Like D'Angelo Henderson was at least in a training camp. He's in football shape. The reason why you bring in Jordan Matthews is he was in a camp. Like he's been around. Like he he's conditioned. Uh, so I'm interested to see what their plan is for Ajayi. Uh, I don't think the Stinger is going to like end Jordan Howard's uh, Jordan Howard's like season, but like, but we don't if we don't know if it's a multi week thing, or right? Whatever, yeah. yeah, and I mean if he's ready to go next week, which I highly doubt he is for a larger role, you know they need to be able to monitor him. And I think Boston Scott and Miles Sanders show you some stuff, but like you've got to give them regular touches. It seemed like they got away from the running game and they were only down by seven points. And the passing game wasn't working. Right. So that's the thing too. I know we're kind of like rambling and kind of going off on tangents, but like this was a weird game because you went into it thinking, well, you're lucky if you can keep it within a score. And they did keep it within a score, but not because of the reason you thought they'd keep it within a score because you thought the offense might deliver and the defense might do some thing. You know what I mean? Like it's just a very interesting game. And I, I I think you can take a lot of positives away from it. I also think you can take a lot of negatives away from it. It was an uneven game. Do you think Carson Walsh lasts until the end of the season at this point? Like, if they have another week of the receivers doing this. What purpose does it serve to fire a guy? Just, we'll just, you can just have Mike Rowe cover the receivers. Like, that's, yeah, that would be the so. first time a team's done something like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Send a message Typic- or something. Typically, you do that, though, like, week eight. I mean... But they're only getting worse since we... Yeah, I mean, look, these, this wide receiver group is regressing at an incredible like rate. The, like, there's no way he's going to be here next year, so might as well just stop the bleeding a little bit. I now. mean, yeah, I thought they should have fired him at week, in Week 7, but, yeah. like, what are you going to do? I yeah. do think that there needs to be some, some changes. Yes. There needs to be some legitimate changes. Uh, Deuce Staley handles the running back rotation. I'm not saying fire him, but there needs to be a conversation of, like, look, but this they, dude's but, playing... But they also always say that Doug... Comes up the plan beforehand, and then he enacts it. Was is kind of like the messaging they had early. They keep changing. That doesn't the make any that. sense. It doesn't. They keep cha- like you can adjust during the during a game. Like yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, so the rotate that, but that hasn't been as big of an issue before today, really, in a while, because Howard has been like the de facto number one guy. I need. I think they need to figure out if anybody else can return punts. I like Boston Scott, yeah, but he's, uh, he's dealt with a couple a of fumbles, mistakes. and he had a fumble today that. He's lucky the the kicker like basically kicked it out of bounds. Yeah, so I mean, there, there needs to be alterations here. I think he's a fine enough kick returner. We'll see what happens there. But I just like it's such a weird game. Like it's like the Bears game. Like you're kind of like cool. They won, and you can take some positives. You can take a lot of negatives. Like that's how this game is. Well, and the negatives like, from that game were still bad today. Like they didn't improve on anything. Right. I feel like this team is very uneven, and and their performances are uneven. And I. I think there's a lot of talent here. It's just an execution issue. Like, Carson hit Nelson Hagelor where he was supposed to hit him. Anyone, you don't have to be Calvin Johnson to make that catch. Um, if you're a halfway decent receiver, you make that catch. But that said, he missed three consecutive passes on yeah, his own. He did. So, like, you you can't just bury all the the blame on the wide receivers. Like, that's why I blamed Carson earlier in the podcast. Right. I, no, but well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, it's if like you're, give it, and take. Yeah. It, it, there's a give and take, and I do think – there are people that are way too sensitive about criticism for Carson. And I think there are people that are um, too critical. Yeah. They're fishing. And really somewhere it's, in the middle, it's yeah. somewhere in the middle. I think he's had a pretty good, he's played pretty well. This is, this is the second worst performance he's had this season next to the Cowboys game and the Cowboys game. He was pressing for most of it because they couldn't score. Um, but outside of these two games, I mean, two bad games out of 10 isn't really, a terrible season or a bad quarterback or a scapegoat or anything like that. You know, it's not like he's out there 
Blake Bortles thing around. Um, So we're going to have a follow-up podcast, you know, on Tuesday, I think. Um, Zachariah is going to be very busy this week. You want to tell them about? No, it's it's fine. Uh, Yeah, we'll get another podcast for you guys on Tuesday. Um, Yeah, leave us some questions. Write us some reviews. We'll read all them on the Tuesday pod. Uh, I think there's a good spot. Any last thoughts before we go? Yeah, what did you want to talk about? Is Zach Brown? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so the, the other day, I think Saturday, uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer had a story about how, like, Jim Schwartz has, like, a little more personnel control. Not control, but influence is probably the right word than most defensive coordinators probably do. And, like, two, we don't need to talk about this too much, but, like, two of the things that, like, stood out that you and I have been texting about were that he basically picked Zach Brown over Jamie Collins. Again, that's not, like, it didn't say that. That's not, like... Guarantee Jimmy Collins would have come here. If yeah, he was coming him. off two terrible yeah. years. And he signed for a cheap deal with the Patriots. He's going to be an all-pro this year. He's been great. And then the other one, which is more egregious probably, is that Chris Long was like interested in coming back. Jim Schwartz was like, you're not going to have the same role as last year. He's like, all right, I'll go retire. Willie Jackson gets hurt in week one after the year. The Eagles hit up Chris Long. He starts getting in shape for over a course of like two weeks to come back. And then Jim Schwartz again comes in and is like, no, nah, same thing. So they basically strung Chris Long along. Chris Long along. They really could have used Chris Long, I think, in that like first like six to eight game stretch. Sure. Now they probably don't need him as much because Gennard Avery it seems like can bring some of that pass rush. But I don't know what 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 did you what did you take away from all of that? Well, stuff. I mean, Jim Schwartz is a unique defensive coordinator, and the he way is. the way he was brought here to kind of help Doug become a head coach and all that. Like, yeah, it's unique. There are people that have like kind of scoffed at this, but. Jim Schwartz carried Doug Peterson that first year. I thought he was largely in influential in them even having a shot at a 500 record that year. Um, I think Jim Schwartz is a good head. I can't say he's a good head coach, but I think he's a good, he, he thinks like a head coach. And I think that's helped this team a lot. He's the head coach of the defense, right? Doug Peterson doesn't step in his lane. He doesn't step in his. Um, he's been invaluable, I think, to Doug Peterson. Have there been performances where Doug Peterson has carried him? Sure, the Super Bowl. I mean, for sure. Um, but, like, I also think Jim Schwartz ha- brings a unique perspective because he has been a head coach. He's been a coach significantly longer than Doug Peterson has. And I think he brings an idea of, hey, this. he knows his defense best. I have no problem with a coordinator – weighing in on personnel decisions. They shouldn't be the be-all, end-all, though. And I think that's kind of concern, concerning. And when somebody is a coordinator and they have personnel say, or they have influence on personnel, they should get even more blame if they fail. Because those are the guys that are supposed to know fits. You know, general managers all the time draft guys that are can be square pegs in round holes. And that's a problem. But they're also not the guys coaching them. And so when you can pick your personnel and you're coaching them, you should assume a lot of the blame for when those failures happen. Yeah. Um, and I think I th- Jim Schwartz deserves a lot of credit for, especially these last two years. Like I said, they just haven't scored that much. Mm-hmm. So you kind of wonder where they would be if they had a less capable defensive coordinator. Um, I, I still don't, I don't know if he's going to get another head coaching job. I don't think he would. Um, but he he j- he's a good coach. Maybe he shouldn't be as involved in the personnel thing, but he also knows what he wants in his defense. So kind of get it in that sense. Yeah, I think that's a good, you know, we know where we are in that sense too as well. <laughs> All right, we'll end on that note. Um, thank you guys for listening. And if you don't already, subscribe. 
and leave us some comments. Thanks.